It's okay. It's going. We're here now. We're here. Aaron Whitlow. That's Aaron for you. <laughs> He's not ready when it starts. I'm Brandon Spivey, and welcome to the Mark Out Movie Podcast. Yeah. And on today's episode, we we will be discussing Chosen, the Chosen season two, uh, which uh, it's a continuation for what we did two weeks ago. Uh, and uh, but in the meantime, Brandon, uh, tell that we're going to do a little. We're going to go ahead and talk about WrestleMania. That's really right. thirty nine. Um, now I'm just going to first say. And you agree, I think everybody, this is consensus across the board, that uh, night one, WrestleMania night one, was the best night of WrestleMania. Uh, it, it probably one of the best WrestleManias for the last couple of years, actually, I, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, it was phenomenal. Um, it It's probably the best the WWE's been, in, I would say, over a decade. Uh, honestly, uh Whenever Sean left, retired, you know, I that's really when I stopped watching full time. I mean, I would watch the pay per views with you, Dustin, and Cody. That's his name. He he came yeah. along too. Uh, that was normally who came. Uh, and your other friend can't think of his name, but he came. The uh, hey, long hair. Maybe it wasn't uh, your friend. Maybe it was Cody's friend. I don't know. I was thinking, I don't remember. you don't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I would I would go there, but yeah, um, just watching it full time, like it's the best it's been since then. So, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, now, uh, the standout matches for me, I was trying to get to the title card of of the different matches, uh, but oh, uh, here we are. All right, so the. The matches that stood out to me on night one was uh, Austin Theory and John Cena's match. I thought that they, I thought John did good. He did good putting Austin over. Uh, they're trying to create Austin into something, um, but he did a good job with doing the job uh, putting Austin over. I thought that was really good. Um, I thought it was actually solid and entertaining match. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, I think he did a good job putting him over. Um, I'm just not impressed with Austin Theory as a wrestler. Um, I was impressed with his move at the end, but everything else, I just wasn't very impressed with him. But they are really trying to get him over. Um, I thought it was a decent match, um, but I thought it wasn't a a typical John Cena match. No. No, Um, you can tell John is kind of – he just – John just – I'm not saying he's he's lost any steps or anything. I just think I got to put this kid over. I'm just going to do what I need to do and get out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull a rock. (laughs) Get my my check and go. Yeah. Uh, Now, what was another another match from night one? Oh, uh, I thought Rey Mysterio and Dominic was good for – I don't want to say Dominic – I mean, I do, as a character, I feel like he's this generation's Eddie. As a performer, mm-hmm. nowhere close. But I was impressed with him, honestly. Um, like, I was hoping he was going to win. Like, 
in a way. But I'm glad Ray won for the storyline. Ray needed to win, but you know, character development. I thought Dom should win, but he, as you said, he looked strong, even losing, and he's gaining more heat with the Bad Bunny angle. Um, so I, I was impressed with that match. Yeah, I thought so. I, I agree. I thought I, I do. I do uh, think that Dom. Was, he gives me Eddie Eddie Guerrero vibes, just his character persona, not so much in his in ring ability, yeah. maybe. But as he continues working, it will come along. Um, I do think that Rhea Ripley's match was actually the standout match, one of the, if not the standout match, the one of the most standout matches of that of the night. I think it's at a, I think it's within the top three of the matches of, of oh, yeah. the first night. But I thought Rhea was great. I thought. Charlotte always delivers, but I but I'm glad that Rhea Ripley went over. Um just I think she's I like Rhea Ripley. I really I've always liked Rhea Ripley ever since like NXT. So I thought I'm glad to see that she it's it's getting a push. So Yeah, I th- honestly I thought that match was the second best match. Well actually it's it's really a toss up for me. Uh, it could be best match or the Sammy and Kevin Owens match. The, the, both of them were wild, and obviously Sammy had more emotion in it, as far as the crowd goes. But oh, the crowd was the crowd was pumped for the Sammy. Yes, uh, uh, we'll, we'll which makes it that. which makes it the better. I mean, uh, you, mm-hmm. as a fan, you get more invested when the crowd's involved. Um, yeah. But those two matches were the best of the best, in my opinion. Um, so you couldn't go wrong with either one. But I was really impressed with Rhea and Charlotte. They have really good chemistry in the ring. Uh, they told an amazing story. I, I loved it. And I told Dawson actually left the room during that match. And I, I yelled at him. He's like, you're missing it. You're missing one of the best matches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, I, I, I think that uh, women wrestling has came a long way. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that they're out of the whole brown panty type of era that that, that it was in the 90s and uh, 2000s, and I'm glad that they're being taken more serious. And they actually put on like like put they put on an absolutely uh, slobber knocker if I could steal something from Jr. And I thought I thought it was so good, uh, man. That bump that uh, Charlotte took where she didn't when uh, Rhea like suplexed her belly to back suplexed her. And uh, she bumps and hits her face on the mat. It was scary. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I knew that." Like, I knew that she that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, because <laughs> you could tell that Charlotte had a cut over her nose. But I thought that you know, for what's worth, man, they did a great job. Uh, what did you think about the uh, Seth Rollins? Uh, uh, was it Logan Paul? Logan Paul, yeah. Uh... You know, I'm not a fan of Logan Paul, just how he got there. But, but as far as what he does in the ring, he's amazing to watch. And he, in my opinion, he outperformed Seth Rollins, who's been doing this, you know, I would say close to 20 years because he was in the independent scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Logan Paul even said that. You're on your way out, and I'm just getting started, and I do this better than you. <laughs> so uh, I thought he was great. I thought the match was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to steal the show, but I wasn't 
I guess, prepared for everyone who wanted to steal the show on night one. <laughs> so <laughs> every single match in night one was like, like nobody said, okay, we're just gonna just go out there and wrestle and just be yeah. whatever. But everybody's like, let's let's be the best. Let's be the best match of the night. But Logan Paul, I give him props in uh like coming from not a wrestling background and coming into the business. He he's a pure athlete, man. He's like really yeah. he has like natural ability, and I actually want to see him do more in the business. Um, you know, and I love and he he, he could, he's so hated. I love they so hate it. Like I love a good heel, and he's a really good heel. And so, uh, but I wanted him to actually win. I wanted him to go over. Uh, <laughs> I thought it'd been great if he would have went over. I'm always for the heel winning. Um, Shame, but on but in this case, is best in this next match we'll talk about, which is the match of the night, was Sami Zayn uh, and KO versus the Usos. Man. What a great match. Yeah, I I want to say something. I think this, I could be, you know, I know there's been a lot of great tag team matches, but in the last 10 years, I haven't seen a better tag team match ever. And I'm including AEW in that as well. Uh, New Japan, I've seen a few matches of them. Uh, what they did, it is, it's not just the wrestling. It's the, the emotion of the crowd. I... Mm-hmm. It's a perfect storm. Uh, you don't usually get that with tag team matches, and then you don't usually get that with WrestleMania tag team matches. The last time I remember would probably be WrestleMania 2000. The tables, well, it really was, it was just a ladder match, but they, they used tables, ladders, and chairs. Dudley's, Edge, and Christian, and the Hardy Boys. But it, it wasn't nothing like this as far as the crowd. I, yeah. Man, I've never seen a crowd so invested in a tag team match in my life. And I've been watching since I was since like WrestleMania four, so <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah, I thought I it was awesome. I agree. Uh, and I'm not going to take talk about everything night two. Uh, I thought the best night, the match match of the night was actually the Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes match. I thought the fan, the the crowd was invested in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that uh, Bianca Belair and Oscar did a really good job as well. But I thought, for the most part, I thought rest of the matches wasn't didn't really really. Wow. Yeah, the Intercontinental yeah. Championship didn't wow you. Oh yeah, that did. That did. See, to uh, me, that was yeah. the best match on night two. Yeah, I missed Gun- five minutes of it, but I was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm biased though because I'm a massive fan of mm-hmm. Sheamus. And I really wanted to see him become a Grand Slam champion, but the crowd I'm did glad. too. I mean, I'm glad Gunther won. Uh, Gunther, see, Gunther. Like he's I like Gunther. To, I, I was here's why I'm surprised he won because he is supposed to be wrestling for the undisputed championship at SummerSlam, so he's got to be dropping that title soon. So I figure this is the perfect opportunity. He doesn't even have to get pinned to lose. They didn't go that he way. Still looks strong. Yeah, yeah, he still would have looked strong. Yeah, I agree. See, I, 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 I question whether or not Vince booked all night too, because well. <laughs> because <laughs> because I f- it feels like for one, the Brock Lesnar and Uma Umos Uma Umos 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 match was trash, straight trash. I don't like. I'm at this point where I'm just over Brock Lesnar being even in the business. I just feel like he. I, I thought feel it was like decent. Wore it out of. I think Brock has worn out his welcome, and I don't know where they're going with the whole Cody Brock thing now. Um, 
But, I'm, I'm actually excited about that because I like Brock as a face, but he's much better as a heel. He is much better as a heel. Uh, um, so I was excited. And if you're not going to give it to Cody at WrestleMania, you're probably not going to give it to him at Backlash either. Honestly, it's in Puerto Rico. It just it doesn't. I feel like Roman's going to keep that title for a very long time. So I don't, you know, feel Cody's, like, I don't know if Cody's going to get it. You, you feel like they're going to wait. Get wait wait on Cody, sit on Cody for a while before they give it to him. Maybe if WrestleMania, WrestleMania forty, maybe. That's um, a long time though. I mean, yeah, that's a long time for him chasing it. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if maybe he doesn't get it. You know, is, is it because he he destroyed Triple H's uh, throne? I wouldn't say that. I, I think Triple H respects him for what he's done outside of WWE. Yeah. But maybe Vince uh, McMahon doesn't since he's back in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me, uh, then we can skip on over to something else because uh, I know time is short. Um, so Shane McMahon tears his, uh, pull, pulls a pulls a squad, right? Tears his squad. Yeah. I think. First of all, I was I didn't pop when Shane popped up. I was kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. I was uh, upset then, it wasn't Lashley. I was two nights in a row. Dude doesn't have an opponent. He's one of your biggest stars. He just comes out with Andre the Giant trophy and waves to the crowd like, "I hate this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought, it, it, I thought if anyone it was gonna be, uh, I thought if anyone it was gonna be uh, 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 Bray Wyatt. I thought maybe this would be a good segment uh, for Bray to kind of creep in. And, uh, I really do. I think he's gone. Yeah. Well. It's short lived, um, but uh, anyway, but yeah, but but I see where the cameraman told Snoop to punch, uh, punch uh, Miz. Miz. But you know, I, I give it for Snoop to be on his toes on it and paying attention uh, of what's going on. And actually, he did it. He 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 saved the he saved the spot. He, he saved did. the spot. And I I give I give Snoop props on that. He saved the spot. So. And it could have been bad. The ref is like people's elbow, people's elbow. <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't see the ref say that. Did he say no, that? No, she she yelled it. You, you, oh, I heard it on that, camera. I was yeah, like, that ref that ref is is yeah terrible with uh, calling spots. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he did a good job with the people's elbow. Look, you know, but wow. But all in all, night two was not as good. Night one is the best. Um, but anyway, Brandon, I know you've seen some things. We'll talk about those briefly. What we watch, Brando, kick it off. Uh, well, I'll start with uh, last week. Uh, you know, I uh, went and seen a movie uh, called Champions. It's basically Mighty Ducks meets Johnny Knoxville's The Ringer. It's not quite Mighty Ducks, but it is much better than The Ringer. Um you, if you know those two movies, you know what you're going to get. And you do get shades of Woody as Billy Hoyt and not White Man Can't Jump. He does play a little bit. So and that was nice. Um, then I went and seen Creed 3 this past Tuesday. Uh, it took me a while to see this movie. Um, it, but I was blown away by it, honestly. Uh, but I will say this. You know, there's a certain scene in this movie where Rocky Balboa should have been in in the scene. 
and you've seen the movie. I know you, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a sad moment in the movie. Rocky's or, character should have been there. Yeah, I, I agree. And yeah, that's my biggest criticism is there is no way that he wouldn't have been there. Yeah. Also, there is no way that Apollo's other children wouldn't have been there. I'm exactly. just going to say that. Like, so that's a. I don't know who I blame. Do I blame Michael B. Jordan? Do I blame the producer, Irwin? I don't know. I know he, him, and Stallone have some issues. Uh, but it seems like they're trying to <laughs> remove Rocky from the franchise altogether. And that's what I was getting from it. Um, he's only mentioned once. It's like, what are you doing? I love the movie, but it didn't feel like a Rocky verse movie to me. It felt just like yeah. a a regular boxing, a, stand, a standalone, yeah, uh, Creed film. Now, I would rather, honestly, uh, I would rather, as you said this, I would rather have them to continue the saga, not with Creed, but out, but out, but with now uh, the redemption of uh, Jonathan Major's character. Yeah, Dane. Yeah, Dane. Yeah, he's uh, to me the best character to come out of this Creed verse. Uh, to, he, I, uh, I, 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 I told, is such a great actor. He, he is. is. I told my buddy Andy, with his character, he comes. His his he's ferocious, like Clubber Lang. When you first meet him, he gives you a Tommy Morrison vibe because <laughs> he's down on his luck, kind of. But he's he's like a dark version of Rocky to me. That's what mm. I got from him. Like he's really done. He's really. It's like if Rocky didn't have Mickey, and he went down a really bad road, that would be what Rocky became. And that's what I got from it. I mm. love the character, and I, I would love to see more from it. So I, hope he's I agree. Found innocent in his accusations, which it sounds like he is innocent, but yeah, they just want to yeah. kind of cancel somebody that's. Moving up in Hollywood, and, and also counseling before they know all the facts. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I hope I hope he is uh, proven innocent. Um, I, I I like him as a as an actor. I think he's outstanding, and um, and I think that hopefully that hopefully if he is proven innocent, hopefully that these allegations don't put a damper on his character and his because people are gonna try to abandon ship. And they shouldn't do that with this guy because he's pretty pretty amazing. So, uh, what else you watch before we get to the? Uh, it's all Dungeons and Dragons. Um, look, I, I had no interest really to watch this other than I like Hugh Grant and Michelle Rodriguez. But well, I want to give praise to Michelle. She gets away from Vin Diesel. She actually shows she can do something besides look pretty on the Fast and Furious films. She really doesn't mm. do much since returning to those films. Um, in this movie, she does a lot. And her and Chris Pine have great chemistry, I thought. And I thought the movie overall was really good. The cast worked well together. Like I'm not a fantasy guy whatsoever, and I've never played Dungeons & Dragons uh, role-playing or any kind of whatever. I don't even know what it really is. I don't know if it's just role-playing or if it's like... Mm-hmm. I think it started as like a board game, if I'm not mistaken. But it started maybe it like wasn't. A- it's like a roll. It's like a, a roll dice type of game okay. where you have like a, a dungeon master and yeah. And you know. now it's blown up to you. You dress like them and whatever. 
I'm not into that at all. But uh, I thought the movie was really good. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, it's just it's, it's just not me. It's just not me. Uh, it's just but not. What's your but, marks? What, what would I you gave get? it a four out of five, honestly, okay. and I I didn't expect to even give it a three. So you know, but it was it was a lot of fun. You, you said it was your sleeper. Uh, yeah, it's a sleeper it's, hit. It's, hit. Yeah, the year. Because uh, it was something I thought. I didn't, I wasn't wowed by the trailers. I, was, I knew the first one flopped really hard and everybody hated it. So I just kind of mm-hmm. expected the same. I was like, Chris Pine, what are you doing? <laughs> I know you can't. I know Star Trek's, you know, the four films, like it's hard to get off the ground, but what are you doing here, man? You went yeah. from Wonder Woman to this. Uh, what is uh, what's the, then the last one you're going to talk about is Mario? Oh, Super Mario Bros. Yeah, it's it's basically uh, the classic games coming to life on screen. Basically, uh, it's a simple story, but that it, it doesn't matter. You just you're just there to see the Mario. And I'm not going to go into any plot details or anything. I just had a great time. Uh, it got a standing ovation after it was over. If you do see it, there's two end credits, so stay for that. Okay, I will. All right, well, uh, with that being said, uh, we are going to go ahead and get into, because I know it's 20 minutes in, uh, and we're going to go ahead and discuss The Chosen Season 2. So, uh, let's see. The Chosen Season 2 picks up with um, with after season one, it picks up with where does it where does it start at? Um, okay, let me think. Because you watched you watched it. it fresher than I did. I watched it uh, a couple of days ago. Well, it kind of jumps. Uh, I think it. I'm not sure if it starts in Nathaniel or not. But it starts with the thunder. Ah, yeah. So we start because the end of season one. Yeah, uh, it, we ended with the woman, the, the Samaritan woman, at the yeah. uh, at the well, uh, and uh, and Jesus told her about herself, and she said, "Come see a man who told me all about." It. So we pick up uh, with we pick we started off actually uh, with the uh, Sons of Thunder, which is, we know uh, biblically we know it is the Sons of Zebedee. Uh, them digging a field, plowing a field, but they don't know why they're plowing a field. Just Jesus told them to plow a field, um, and uh, and they don't know who, why they're doing it. Uh, but this is uh, this is a I thought this was an excellent episode about uh, judging people, uh, especially like with your own uh, presuppositions presuppositions about like race and 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 hatred and hate hating people not knowing who people are uh yeah. and so because the sons of thunder the sons of zebedee hated samaritans and and uh because of this animosity between the two cultures and it's like it's it, for me i think about it like this and i know it's stupid but you know like i'll go to i went to bowling green high so I'm a purple. Our rivals has always been Warren Central. So it's just like I don't know where the rivalry started, but all I know is they don't like us and we don't like them type of thing. I, feel I, get, it. To- I get it. I get it. 
You know, I'm from yes. Logan County, and their biggest rival was Russellville. It's funny because mm -hmm. we all live in Russellville. <laughs> or not all of us, but, you know, I live in Russellville. I always have. So it, I never – I thought it was kind of stupid. But, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of how I am, though. It's like when any kind of racism or hatred happens, I'm like – I think big picture about it. I was like, man, eh, why? What, right. what, what, what kind of piece is it giving you to hate somebody? whether it's based on skin color or beliefs or whatever the case may be, you know, right. Big picture. What are you gaining from it? And the answer is nothing. It's causing you more stress, more problems than anything. But that's just, I, I go back to all the conversations I have with my uncle about it. And I was a big picture kind of guy and he he, he saw things how he saw them and you couldn't change him. And it's not that I was trying to change. I was just trying to, you know, see a point. It's like, it's causing you nothing. It's not, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, I get it. I can't can, hear you can, now. Can you see me? I can see you. You can't hear me? I can hear you now. You can't hear but me. First, I can hear you now. <laughs> okay. Good. But yeah, yeah, you're talking about your uncle being racist. Yes. Continue. <laughs> that's, that's not what I was saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Oh, my Lord. I was just tell saying we, we had conversations. Tell me more about your racist uncle. No. No. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. No. I'm just with you. <laughs> Language. But anyway, no, no. Uh, I, I feel you though. Yeah, like making differences, and but I thought that the one thing, one couple things I like about this episode was um, uh, Jesus' humor. I thought he had great humor in this episode, like especially with the Samaritan guy that uh, yeah. had the broken leg, um, who was the guy from the uh, the Good Samaritan story, the one of the robbers, essentially. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I like the, uh, I like that, that, uh, he says, well, I, it's getting late. We better go back because we don't know what type of people are waiting in the bushes. And, you know, like, and he says too soon. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, but I liked when he told his story though, about what he had done to this Jew and because his family needed Food, you know, they, they didn't have anything. And, and I think it's, you'll do, if you don't have Christ in your life, you'll do whatever it takes. I think that's the point. You'll, you'll, you'll go so far in darkness and, you know, you really won't even think about it. You just, whatever it takes, whatever you need in that, in that moment, I'll do whatever it takes. Right. But, but you know the the what he suffered afterwards, you know, was was much deeper. Um, mm -hmm. It was just so much deeper. Uh, it was a powerful scene. It was a good episode. I agree. It was a great episode. Uh, I love that particular scene. That's what I really remember the most about that episode is what he suffered yeah. afterwards. You know, yeah. and uh, I loved how uh, Jesus healed him, uh, and and. Uh, I loved how he uh, 
uh, is this the same episode at the at the end of it? Is this when he uh, uh, spoke in the synagogue about uh, in the beginning? And uh, is that like because because him and John because him and John had a and because no. the parallels with the very beginning with John uh, talking about how he wants to write the gospel of John essentially. And uh, and he doesn't know where to start. Matthew starts with lineage. He says he wants to go further back than that. So he started at no, the beginning. I, I want to say that was like episode three or four. I think it was. I think it was this episode because it kind of book is bookmarked between the beginning, like like Jesus reading Genesis, uh, uh, and then and then also okay. John <laughs> in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. I think that's what it was. Um, but no, I know what you're talking about. That, that's not, but, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then the next episode is I Saw You. A mysterious visitor seeks to meet Jesus, but the disciples are hesitant. Tensions build between Simon and Matthew as the group heads to a new city. Word arrives that Jesus' fame is growing. Uh, I forgot what happened in that episode. Um, I Saw You. Um. Hmm. It's oh, Nathaniel. When, yeah, when he gets when he finds Nathaniel under the yeah. under the tree, the fig tree. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you think about that? It's more. I think this is dealing mainly with the loss of faith. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, and and things don't seem to be going right in your life, and you feel if God can even see you. Yeah. I, I, what I remember. Really, only I remember the conversation he had with Jesus. He said, "When you're at your worst, you know." He was saying that other people walked away from you, but I never turned away, you know. And that stuck with me for many reasons. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's what I really remember about the episode and how powerful it was. Um, you know, you when you fall, you, you know, you, a lot of people walk away and. But Jesus never did for him, and he just wanted him to follow him. That's it. I mean, and of course he does. And I think that that message is for everyone that's, you know, falling and they feel like they got nowhere to go. All you have to do is turn to Jesus. And he'll, you just need to surrender and your life will change. Amen. If anything else, remember, he saw you before you saw him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, ne- episode three is, it's, it's called Matthew 424, uh, which, uh, let's see what, let me see if I could pull up Matthew 424. Um, I thought I had the Thought I had an app I could just pull up, but I don't. I said, Aaron, you're not a good student of the Bible. You don't have the Bible just handy. Yes, I do. All right. Um, let's see. Go to Matthew. Um, New Testament. Matthew 4 and 24. Uh, it reads... Then, this is from the Christian Standard Bible. Uh, then the news about his him spread throughout Syria. 
So they brought to him all those who were afflicted, those suffering from various diseases and intense pains, the demon-possessed, the epileptics, and the, paralyt the paralytics, and he healed them. Um, uh, this is the episode where it says, uh, let's see, a long, exhausting day turns into night as disciples help Jesus deal with large crowd, hoping to be healed around the campfire over dinner, and the group tried to get to know each other uh, better. But tensions, you know, happen. Uh, I love this episode because it's like one shot, one long shot. And mo most of it, the, it cut, it's cut between like one long shot. You know what I'm saying? Like just that mm -hmm. one shot. And I thought it's really good, man, the way they told the story. And um, I love that they are bickering. They're like pretty much like, when is it going to be over? When is it going to be done? But they don't take into consideration how tired Jesus is seeing everyone. And not turning anyone away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, that's, that's at the very end when he does when he does show up. You know, you're with his the, with his people, with the people that follow him, and the disciples. Uh, you can't say yeah. the word. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm just calling them followers for now since they haven't been labeled that. Uh, you know, they're arguing. And they're just getting so upset. But when they see him walk and see how tired he is and how exhausted, I mean, his feet are hurting. And they kind of just look at – they kind of feel guilty for, you know, getting upset at him because he isn't done yet. How long is it going to be, as you said? And, uh, you know, it's a it was, an, it was a great shot, as you said. Very humbling. Very yeah, humbling. It was a humbling moment for all of them. And, for all of us, for yeah. all of us, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we also live in a world where, like, I live in a world where I sometimes want to try to rush God and God, why don't you just do this? Why don't you do this? But I don't know, in reality, I don't know what God is doing apart from me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what he's doing and, we, and it might not be on my time, but sometimes you got to wait course when it's your time and then sometimes god's answer to your prayer is going to be no sometimes it's, it's yes sometimes it's not yet you know what i'm saying yeah. uh, or sometimes it's something else but you got to be open just to wait wait on him and uh and uh, i love how how loving Ma uh, mary was for towards him towards her son mm -hmm. one to like watch and how tired he was and uh and he, he it shows that jesus even his earthly ministry gave his all, uh, and 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 his humanness in his humanness, because he's he is one hundred percent man, one hundred percent God. But in his humanness, he uh, he 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 got hungry, he got tired, he uh, he got hurt, you know, he yeah. bled, you know, some th you know things that we don't take take in consideration. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just, a, as you said, a humbling situation all the way around for everybody, for the, for us, the audience, for everyone involved. Um, it was just a humbling situation, and you didn't need. They didn't take in consideration that he does get tired, you know, that he is, that he was the Messiah, but he still is a human. And he gets tired, just like we all do. 
So, and that was a wide, I would say that was eye opening for them too. And I just got it from it as well. Why are we fighting amongst each other? Yeah. Don't we have the same goal? You know, uh, but it goes on for a few more episodes. It just, they just can't stop fighting with each other. <laughs> and, and, and also they can't stop, uh, like, People wanted to see who am I within this this group, like yeah. like Peter. Peter, we all consider him the the default leader of the disciples, uh, you know. But then you have John and and his brother, Big James, that want to be the leaders, and you have you know other people like no no you know. Then you have Matthew that's just like I'm I'm here and I want to input things, you know. And then you have uh. What's the one that I love, man? He uh, he's the one that was with John the Baptist. He's he's like the wild child of John the Baptist. Baptist. He kind of has that type of personality. Philip, Philip, Philip. yeah, yeah, Philip, and uh, he comes in, and Philip is very, just like, he's like he's like he's like very very similar to like Jesus as far as like his personality. He's like he's like uh, I love what I love about the show. Is that uh, every single of the every single one of the disciples or students are different? You know, they're all different. Mary is different from Rama, you know, or Rama. Uh, you know, they just and I love that Mary Magdalene is there and a part of it. And she's very insightful as well. So I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree that they're all different in their own ways, but you know, they have the same goal. In in. They, I even said this to myself when I was watching this, them argue amongst each other. It's like, just get yourself out of the way and follow. <laughs> just, just, that's where, that's where you got to come to. You got to get yourself out of the way and just follow him where he leads. But yeah, I, I do remember, I think it was Simon had a conversation with him. More people we get, more opinions are going to happen. You know, everyone's going to have an opinion on how to do things. He says, you're right. But I also think he was kind of saying, just follow me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, the episode after that we have is called The Perfect Opportunity. Is there anything else you want to discuss in that episode? No, no. Uh, perfect Opportunity. It says, as Jesus, as Jesus and the disciples head to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, a new enemy follows them. While familiar enemy awaits, um, I don't really quite recall this. It's the Roman that was following him. Uh, it's when, uh, oh, what's his name? Simon the, the, the Zealot. Simon the Zealot. Yeah. Or, um, or is that the next episode? No, it's the next episode. When it's following him, that's the Roman that's following him. Because he saw oh. uh, Simon's brother, he healed his brother. <clears throat> no, and he saw them so, together, and he followed Simon. Oh, so that is the same episode. Okay, so yeah, so Simon the Zealot, um, he was who it started with Simon's brother, uh, uh, J- Jerry Jerris. Uh, I don't know his name. Anyway, Jesse, I think something like that. He yeah, uh, Jesse fell from a tree and he became paralyzed, uh, and and Simon. Uh, which isn't isn't in the Bible that they're related. 
but uh, but uh, but he uh, essentially goes. He he is now believing. He's a religious man who believes that the only way to bring back about the Messiah is to attack Rome. Let's take it to Rome. Let's kill. Let's kill in the name of our Lord. Uh, and so he that's where he is. Uh, and so uh, I love that beautiful moment. I love that moment where Jesus, Jesus says for John and Peter come, but he says, bring Matthew too. I want yeah. him to see this. And I love how Jesus included Matthew as well. Um, but, uh, but I love when Jesus came and spoke to Jesse and was, and was like, do you want to be, do you want to be well? Do you want to be, you know, get better? Do you want to be well? And he's like, he gave every excuse why he couldn't do it. Nobody helped me in. I've been here for years. Everybody steps over me. Are you going to help me get in the water? You know, he says, that's not what I'm asking. And Jesus is like, no, I'm not going to help you get in the water. There's, there's nothing for you there. But I'm asking you, do you want to get well? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so sometimes Jesus is a matter of fact with us. And he'll tell, he'll, he'll come to us and is it, do you want to get well? You know, it's not excuses of I'm this way because of this or that, but you and him, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was a great scene. Um, I learned, you know, I, I took a lot from that scene. It's like, I think sometimes when we pray, we expect him to do it all, you know, and that's not how it works at all. <laughs> He gives us opportunity to whatever we pray for. He gives us opportunity for it. You know, we get, I feel like we got to meet him halfway uh, at times. And uh, I feel that's what he was telling Jesse. Do you want to get well? But I'm not going to help you to the water. I'm not going to, you got to put in some effort too. And that's what I got from it. And, you know, he heals him and that this is the joy and apparently he's breaking laws by taking yeah. his bed with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so it's what he's yeah, told was, to do. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus told him, take up your bed and walk. Uh, and so, and, uh, and he did it and he healed him on the Sabbath and yeah. he did that. Everything was on purpose because he is coming at the relig the way that they think about the laws and commands in, in, in light of, who Jesus is, and he, and he's trying to have them to see that the, the Sabbath was not made for the man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. Uh, and so, uh, and and so, what happened is uh, the Pharisees and stuff created other laws to kind of to go along with what the laws is. So they made the keeping the law pretty much ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and so. Jesus said, no, take up your bed and walk. And they're like, hey, it's not lawful for you to pick that up and carry it. You know, <laughs> Jesus is like, man, shut up. <laughs> That's not what he said. But, you know, but, uh, but I love that. I love that when um, Simon the Zealot was about to uh, commit the crime, how he seen his brother mm -hmm. and, it, and it stopped him in his tracks. And, 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 and he says, when I see that you, when I see you walking on your two legs, I'll know that the Messiah has come. And he knew that the Messiah had come. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, yep. it's powerful. It's a powerful scene, man. Yeah, it is. And it all, 
he healed Jesse just so Simon would find him. And just, he's he's like he's always so many steps ahead of everyone else, as he should be, as he is to still to this day because he doesn't change. But I, I love that scene. And the Roman officer just was watching Simon all the way. Mm-hmm. Like he knew he was what he was up to. He knew he got distracted by something and he's watching him and he's like, what is going on? Who is this guy? He just follows him up until he does meet Jesus. Um, and I even think that scene's a powerful scene too. When he, he takes his, you know, his, his weapon and he throws it in the water, he says, you don't need that anymore. That's not who you yeah. are anymore. And yeah. I, I just think there's layers to that. And uh, it's not, yeah, that comes in the episode that follows the spirit. Uh, but yeah, it says, after staring in the water, Jesus now pursued uh, by Simon the Zealot, Atticus, uh, and Shumel. Shumel, who's a uh, Pharisee, but he's a Pharisee that believes. I think he's a Pharisee that kind of starting to believe Jesus is, is Messiah. Uh, he's the one that kind of comes and tells him, hey, y'all need to get out of here because they're coming for you all. You know, he's trying to warn them. Um, uh, but John the Baptist, uh, John the Baptizer, visits the group and tells Jesus his dangerous mission. Meanwhile, back at the camp, Mary Magdalene is devastated by an encounter with a mysterious and dangerous stranger. So Mary uh, encounters a demon-possessed man, and the demon called her Lilith, uh, mm-hmm. talking about her possession. Uh, and she tries to be bold in Jesus, but isn't... But and he, she almost gets through to the man that not the you know he, she almost gets past the demon, uh, but uh, but the demon overpowers, and uh, and Mary is so set back from it that she kind of goes back, she 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 uh, backslides into like her life, and what I got from her story uh, is this that. Sometimes we as Christians, there's some things that we have happen in our lives that will set us back, make us go backwards. Mm-hmm. But but even though we go backwards, uh, Jesus is still with us. Exactly. He doesn't. Yeah. He he's never left us. He doesn't say, "Oh, you went back. Well, I'm done with you." He yeah. he he said, "I will never leave you nor forsake you. For I'm with you always, even to the end of the world." So he is with us. And that's amazing. Even though Mary fell backwards, uh, Jesus was always there. Yeah. Yeah, I like when she they do find her. I know it's in the next episode, but I, I do really like what he said to her. Did you really not think you would sin again? You know, mm. I mean, we're, we're human, you know. And I, and she's like she felt like she didn't belong because she had, and he had to comfort her. And I just thought it was a beautiful, uh, sentimental scene. And for all of us that have sinned again, even after finding Christ, we we will mm-hmm. sin again because we this flesh craves sin. And uh, I just I love that scene. Like he comforted her when she really needed it because she didn't feel like she belonged anymore. And yeah. I think we all have felt that in our lives that we didn't yeah. belong. 
Yeah. I, I just Amen. thought it was a very comforting, sentimental scene. Amen. You know, it just, just popped up. And those in life that feels like they don't belong. But the thing is, you belong to Jesus. Yeah. You know, even though you might not feel like you belong, you belong to him. And who who better to belong to? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, no one, no one, no one better. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I, we yeah. could get personal about it, but we both know uh, yeah. he is the only way. And there's nothing on this this world, this earth, that can get us through some things in life other than Christ. I mean, I, I don't care what you throw at someone. It's not going to make you happy. It's, you know, it's not going to be fulfilling in the end. And with the, the next episode, episode six, Unlawful, uh, where he gets married back, they get married back, but also Jesus heals a man with a withered hand in, in the synagogue. Oh, uh, yes. and, 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 uh, and, and the disciples pluck wheat, which I love that scene. But uh, I love, but before that, I love how uh, Jesus, like with, going back with him healing, healing the man uh, that was paralyzed and the man with the withered hand, he done, he done both of these things on the Sabbath in the synagogue, and and people and the and the Pharisees, the the lawkeepers and makers, essentially felt they were more devastated that he broke he did healing on the Sabbath, and not even realizing that he healed a man that was once paralyzed, and he now healed a man who had a withered hand who could now work, could now provide, uh, and so. He, they, they're more devastated with that. But he's like, he said, how many of you that would have a sheep uh, fall into a, you know, uh, a goat or something fall into a pit wouldn't raise him up on the Sabbath? You know, yeah. <laughs> would you just leave him there? Would you leave him in the in the hole until after the Sabbath? No, you'll you'll put in, you'll raise him up. You'll, you'll do work to get him and rescue him. It's more lawful for me to do this on the Sabbath than, you know. And so, yeah, uh, but I love that. But I love the scene, man, where he, where uh, Peter was just so, just like hyped over what just happened, and he just picks grain and starts eating it, and not even thinking about it, just like talking. And then, like everybody stopped and looked at him, like, "Oh Lord, you know what you do? You broke the Sabbath." And then, like, look at Jesus, and Jesus, is like, "Now nah, you good? Go for it." <laughs> and everybody dials in, and starts. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great scene. It was a great episode. Uh... Uh, I think though my favorite ep- well I don't know if it's my favorite but the next episode when he does get detained uh, he goes Reckon. willingly you know yeah. and and he's like I'll be back mm-hmm. and he, he's comforting his you know his followers his apostles as he pointed out uh, and they well, are nervous not as apostles, they're not as apostles as of yet, but he's they're his disciples, which yeah. is uh it just means students. They're his yeah. students. So yeah. But um he's comforting them, saying he'll be back. He knows he's gonna be back. And mm-hmm. uh, we did kind of skip over about John the Baptist though. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Um when Jesus knows what's gonna happen to him, you know. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's it's hard, man. It's hard to watch. And John's so happy. He's like, oh, I, it, I'm he. I'll be fine. I'll, you know, I don't think John knew that he was going to have his life taken. Uh, but he, 
you know. Uh, yeah, that's, it, uh, I mean, it's hard to watch because you know he knows, and there's nothing he can do. You know, I mean, because it's it's, it's meant to be. It's it's, it is, it's God's it's, will. It's yeah, it's God's will, and he knows that. Obviously, he wants to do something, but he knows it's not God's will for him to intervene. Um, it's just a hard scene to watch. Uh, to know that you know someone's going their path, their and what they're going to do is going to end up costing them their life. Mm. Um, which at this point, he's just they said he's just in he he's in prison for life. But if you know his story, you know what's coming. Yeah, you know his story. You know that's not that's not that's not what it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, but in this episode, reckoning. Uh, where Jesus is obtained, uh, you know, um, detained rather, uh, Quintus uh, and uh, Gaius arrest him and uh, they question Jesus. Uh, Atticus is there, I think. Uh, the disciples, Jesus, Jesus told his disciples to keep doing what you're supposed to do, keep planning, keep making preparations. I'll be back. And so, but they doubted Jesus. They panicked and doubted Jesus. Yeah, and they even tried to tell Tamar and uh, and the man that he he healed, uh, the one that was uh, paralyzed that they lowered down in the bed. He, he tried. They tried to her stop preaching, stop talking about what what Jesus did. You know, um, and uh, and even Shamil, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that name right. He even was like, "Hey, I'm, uh, please stop." Uh, you know, like, yeah. hide, run. Y'all need to run, go away, because they're looking for you. Uh, but Jesus is in control. He knows it wasn't his time, and he went willingly, like you said. Yeah, it was a it was a good scene though with him, like the Roman officer. Just a- afterwards, over, it's like you're not concerned about him. You know, he he's like no, no. We have a, it's like in his mind they had an understanding which they we they did, but Jesus was going to do God's will, knowing mm-hmm. that they were probably going to come after him again. Um, I I really like that scene though, like cause he's so he's so arrogant. The uh, Gaius, you know, yeah, he's just I, he doesn't know the presence he's in. I you think know? it's Quintus. I think his name's Quintus. I'm sorry. Quintus. Okay. Quintus, uh, yeah. It's just, he, he doesn't, he's, he's not comprehending who Jesus really is. He's heard mm-hmm. the stories and all that, but he just, he thinks it's like us. It's a show, you know, mm. it's, a, it's a side show, you know, it's, and it's, he's more, he's more amused by it than anything yeah. else. Which is kind of sad. Cause I feel that's how the unbelievers see it. Mm. Like, you're following but, something that isn't real, you know. It's it's just sad. They made they made reference to that too, like the fact that the Jews, Jesus performed miracles and wonders and stuff in front of them, but the Samaritans, according uh, other than what we're seeing in the story where he healed, you know, two or three people with certain things, but for the most part, he just. They just they believed without signs and signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. They believed from what he said. 
they became believers. And so, you know, blessed be them that they believe without the signs and wonders, um, you know, um, and, you know, blessed is us. We don't have those. We don't have miracles and stuff like that. Not in that, not in no senses, but we believe because of someone shared the gospel with us and, uh, and we believed. Um, now, uh, the next episode is Beyond Mountains, uh, which was the season eight episode closer. A season closer. Uh, while Jesus and Matthew prepares the cont- content of the big sermon, which is the Sermon on the Mount, which we know it, the blessed, the Beatitudes, blessed be the, you know. Uh, but um, the disciples spread the word while fighting amongst themselves. Yeah. A high-ranking Sanhedrin member is shocked by Shamil's report on Jesus, and thousands arrive for the sermon. Uh Man, there's a lot and to this episode, though. There is. Oh, how'd you feel when you found out that one of the guys was Judas? <laughs> I actually thought of you because I remember you saying you kind of you like the guy up and you know, but you found out it was Judas. He's like, oh, it was kind of a heartbreaking moment for you. That's yeah, what it's I took from it. I felt the same. Like you see him, it's like, oh man, this guy's. He's got a good heart. You know, he doesn't want to deceit anyone. And it's, I don't know if it's, maybe it's karma in a way coming back to him. He Mm. didn't want to deceit that that landowner. And he ends up just being deceitful with the Messiah down the road. So (laughs) it's kind of karma coming back to him. Like he knew it was wrong, what he was doing, but he didn't do anything to stop it. And it's it's going to be hard to watch. I don't know if it's coming in season three. I assume it probably is, Uh, but I don't know. I know there's a season four coming, so I don't I don't know. I don't know. I know you know, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. But uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I I will say that I'm not um, to that particular part of the story. But I, I like the guy until. His name was revealed, and I was like, oh. And I think they did a really good job with keeping his name from being revealed. Yeah. Because I had subtitles on, because I do subtitles, and I realized what they called him and the other guy, they called him the businessman. Yeah. Um, and so they were businessmen, and they, but they never, and even when they said, hey, uh, this is, and then like somebody would get distracted, but they never would reveal his name until finally he revealed it to Peter, I think. Or some one of them, I forget who it was. Maybe not Peter. Uh, I think it was maybe John. I don't. I forget who it was that he revealed it to. Uh, but he was like, "Hey, yeah, come on in, man." Maybe it's Andrew uh, that he revealed it to. Uh, but it's just you feel like you're like, "Oh man, that's Judas." Oh man, I, I feel. I, I'll say this about Judas, and I, I feel like Judas. I've always been sad about Judas's story, just even in the Bible, just because, you know, you, you, you want it so bad for him to be uh, regenerated, for him to be saved. Uh, uh, but not everyone, even not, not, not even everyone that had, that walked and was on the earth with the Lord was of the Lord. And, 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 and it's a sad thing. Um, sad that, that, 
Judas wasn't counted, uh, redeemed, you know, and yeah, it, it, it's, it's a sad, sad tale for me. The, I'm sad, I'm totally sad about, about Judas' story, so yeah, and you know, and I don't know if I'm, I'm not even gonna go there, what Hollywood has done to his story, um. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like, like, like but, vampires, you mean? Like vampires? Yeah, saying, he's, he's, <laughs> he became a vampire. Like in one of the Dracula movies, they say he became Dracula. Uh, uh, Dracula 2000. Yeah. As you shouldn't use this to create a vampire. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But if, like I said, there's a lot to this episode. Like Jesus keeps watching them. You know, throughout the episode, and and I didn't pick up on that. That's amazing. Yeah, he would keep going back, watching him over over there. He would see them arguing, and he would see them not there at times. He just he just kept going back and watching them. And what did you take from that then? I I thought that he was wanting them to come together without him. Being present because he's kept he's he's repeatedly said I'm not always going to be here. What are you going to do without me when I'm not here? And I, I was hoping he I, I felt that that's what he was wanting from them mm. to come together to get themselves out of the way and come together as one. And it just they just really couldn't come hey, together hey. until like they see all the people could come. And I like what Matthew said like. He's like, not why, why are we writing this, you know? And Jesus is like, this is not for us. This is for a revolution, you know, mm. for people that are like, come after us. You know, that's what he was saying mm. to know about what I'm preaching. And, you know, and I, I, it's like, what if they didn't write it? It was just, history that forgotten and which is why he died as well i mean to be remembered to you know and what you know you think about that what if it hadn't happened what if there wasn't a bible you know he would just yeah. we wouldn't know yeah and, and, it's and, like and not knowing part. not knowing this sad yeah i yeah, agree be the saddest part um so but he also said that uh he didn't want his followers to be passive Mm-hmm. Want to be true followers, yep. and I, I took as yes, I, I see that I feel that because I know some people. Well, they say they follow Christ, but they really don't. And yep. I was, I was in a situation, and you know that felt that, and I went one way, and that person went another way, and honestly, it breaks my heart because. I pray for them every night. I used to pray that God would change their hearts. I just pray that he blesses their lives. And they Mm -hmm. have no idea. But, um, and these are people that hate me. And (laughs) watching this show is just, it's been a lot to me, personally. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot out of it because of all the persecution I went through. And you know all about it. But Mm -hmm. I just, it just meant a lot to me. It's done a lot for me. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, uh, what, what would your mark be for season two? 
I would. Oh, it's a five. Five out of five. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually think I like. I love season two a little bit more than I did season one. Uh, yeah. But I love what I loved about it is I feel like everybody's coming together a little bit more as far as like, uh, like we're starting to see more people being added, the people that are supposed to be there. Uh, and uh, so I'm thankful for that. Uh, I give it five as well. Um, so next week is my pick. And uh, I'm picking season three. Uh, so <laughs> I figured you were. Spoilers. We're going to do season three. Because uh, I feel like well, we're going to continue the momentum going with this. Um, yeah, uh, I'll say this about uh, – um, uh, Jonathan Roaming, I thought I think he's 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 doing a, he's doing an excellent job, especially in this season. I think he did a really good job with um getting a little bit more comfortable with playing Jesus. You know, yeah. Um, I felt like I felt like the actor disappears more in this. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 he breathes. And for me, I, I think he breathes uh, a fresh like portrayal of jesus in the, in the character it's more sympathetic not because i've seen other uh, you think about uh henry caviezel uh, uh i forget the name of the guy that was from lost uh that played him in uh the gospel according to john uh but and you and you know the other people that played him as well but i think that they those those two specifically that i'm thinking about like caviezel he was he had a little, some humor in it a little bit, but he was mainly more like the traditional portrayal of what you'll see. And then yeah. you have uh, the other guy, I forget his name. Like I said, I forget his name from Lost. Um, they played him in the Gospel According to, to John. It's on Prime as well. You can watch it. It's not called that on there. It's called something else. Uh, but it's the same thing. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, he plays him more like that traditional, but more z- zealous, like not that there's a lack of kindness. Uh, and I think that Jonathan Rooney, I don't know if it's say, I'm saying his name right, but I think that he plays Jesus for, he, he has kindness behind his eyes. Yeah. Uh, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I think through season one, through most of season two, he played it, a lot with kindness, a lot with humor. He was peaceful. But in that last episode, it was more to it. It wasn't just peaceful. It wasn't just kindness. He stuck. He stuck on what he was saying. Yeah. And he didn't want to become off as passive. And, yeah, no. you know, he he was a man that was going to stick stick to his guns, you know. And uh, I, I did like that. Yeah, I do like that. Like. Um, even in the, the Thunder episode, uh, I loved how he chastised uh, the sons of Zebedee, yeah. uh, John and James. I love how he chastised them and told them that they're wrong. And so you, because they're like, let's bring down fire and burn them right now. He said, oh, so you want to just kill all these people? You think that's what I want? I want just you just to kill them? You know, do you want, you know, and he made them say that what would they accomplish? What would that accomplish for me to do that? You know? Uh, and so he made him, I loved how he, I loved the fact that he chastised them and let them know that they're wrong. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, 
it's a good humbling experience though to be done that we way. need that we need because if he, if he doesn't chastise us he wouldn't love us like yeah. if he doesn't correct us he wouldn't love you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i would let you continue on your path of, of destruction and it's which what they were wanting i mean and I liked it. I, he had humor with it, though. You know, it, it was it was just that was a great scene as well. I mean, it, I, I'm shocked this hasn't been nominated for awards. Mm. Just the set designs and the acting all together. Everybody's great in it. They really are, and uh, it's it's one of the best shows to come out in recent memory. Amen. All right. Well. That concludes. But, but before we oh. close, yeah. I just want to say that this was our four-year anniversary show. <gasps> yeah, it was. Yeah, Today? it was. Yep. Hey, it would have been uh, last week, but unfortunately, and, I couldn't do it last week. I will. I want to say this. Um, uh, this show is dedicated to the memory of your grandfather. Um, uh, I didn't know him, but I know you. And if he has an impact on your life and the way you've turned out, then he must have been a blessed man. And so uh, I just want to say that to you, my, my dear friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. He was, he was a light in my life. And he was a light to everybody, though. It wasn't just me, my brother, all the grandchildren, all his children. He was a light to all of them. So, And everyone he met. That's that's truth. <laughs> it was a light. I appreciate it though. It no means problem. a lot to me. No problem. And um, so I will say this for you. What I want Brandon to always say, but I'm gonna say it for him because he's he's being Brandon. I love you, Brandon. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like, share, subscribe, comment below. What'd you think about what'd you think about chosen? Uh what do you think about the series? Uh and uh, I think I say Dallas Jenkins is um, doing a great job with the show, um, and uh, I want I want more from Dallas. Actually, I want to see more from. Him. Yeah, I have no idea who he is, but I, I know he's done an amazing job on this show. So, and I don't, I don't know anything else he's done, but he's did a tremendous job, and he will be blessed for it. Amen. Amen. Well. All right. In the meantime and in between time, Aaron Whitlow. I'm Brandon Spivey. And we are the Mark That Movie Podcasters. I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so tune in next week for Chosen Season 3. Yeah. And uh, Season 4 is right now shooting now. Currently, they're shooting Season 3. The 4. So you can't shoot a Season 4 without Jesus. So if that helped you out in any way, Brandon, to let you know how things are going. Think about that. All right, so. Well, do you think that it, when it's called the chosen because of him or the followers that he chose? I think it's about the followers. Yeah. I, I think I think the show primarily about them. Cause he because in the first episode of season one, he didn't show up to the end. Yeah. So I think even after the crucifixion and the resurrection, crucifixion. I think the show, Crucifixion. Um, I think it could continue um, in other works. Uh, I, I hope it does. I would, anyway. love, 
that's what my hopes is that after the crucifixion and the ascension, I, I hope that we continue with Acts and we continue with the apostles, uh, them, the disciples becoming the apostles and everything leading up to Paul and all that. I want, there's so many more stories that we could tell. Um, and, and, and Jesus can still, you know, cause he appears, uh, in Acts, he appears to Paul, uh, on the road to, on the road to, uh, Damascus, uh, he says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He says, who are you? He says, it's me, Jesus, the one you persecute. Does it kick, it's, it's hard to kick against the goads, <laughs> kick yeah. the spikes, you know. Uh, it, like, you think that you're doing good, man, but you're just hurting yourself, bro. That's what he's saying. Uh, and uh, But yeah, man, I love it. And and then also when uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen uh, the deacon, the first deacon, um uh, is is uh he's the first uh martyr so you hear him being martyred uh he says he sees jesus standing high standing at the right hand of the father uh and i would love to see that image uh of jesus standing in like solidarity with his disciple his his, his child being murdered for his namesake yeah. um so it'd be amazing i think there's so much they can do going forward yeah i mean i can see it continuing it even after all that but yeah i, I just hope it does yeah me too. i think the people want it because they're funding it but mm-hmm. uh yeah i hope so well all right we thank you for tuning in and uh have a great easter uh sunday resurrection sunday uh tomorrow's good friday uh have a good sunday uh, remember, Jesus is the reason for the day. It's not a bunny. You can eat eggs, though. Feel free to eat eggs. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you. <laughs> you have a good rest of your day. Thank you for marking out with us. <laughs>